Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, everybody, it is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. And I, not that I've made a conscious decision or a conscious change in my life, but I want to be a more liberal liker. And let me explain that. On any given social media or any given platform, YouTube, Reddit, all those different things, you can like a tweet. You can like a YouTube video. You can like a Facebook status. You know, you can hit the like button. You can like an Instagram post. And I was always somebody that was very picky about the things that I actually hit the like button on in any given social media. I always thought... I'm only going to like it if it's something I really, truly do think is great and above and beyond and something that I really want to show my appreciation to. And so I, I mean, obviously, if it's like my friends, Facebook posts or Instagram posts, I, I do genuinely like all of those. I like to see what my friends and family are getting up to and they post some interesting things, but it's random posts on Reddit or YouTube videos of people I'm obviously subscribed to, but just their YouTube videos, where I wasn't so much of a liker unless it was a video that I absolutely thought was great. And then I would like it. Because there's no real gauge beyond like a a flip of a switch, on or off, black or white, showing your appreciation or not. And the other thing is, oftentimes these social medias have an archive of, hey, these are the things you've liked. And so I wanted to keep that clear And have like the real bangers on that page. Have the real hard hitters. The things that I would actually like want to go back to and interact with. Well, recently I've had kind of a change of thought about that. Oftentimes on these various social medias, the algorithm really really favors two things. The first is like on YouTube, say watch time. You know, how for how long are people interacting with this content and then the second and let me be let me throw in a caveat we don't know exactly how the youtube algorithm works but the second is interaction with that content so are people commenting on the video are people liking the video are people sharing the video Um, also click-through rate if you watch one thing from this person do you continue to watch other things on the platform so the platform can continue to serve you ads and stuff and I got to thinking, well, I didn't get to thinking. The The idea was kind of planted in my head from one YouTuber, Graham Stephan. I talk about him a lot, but he, in every single video, always says, hey, like the, um, he says, like the video. It really helps out. You know, it's super simple. He always has way more creative ways to say that. And at the end of every podcast, I always say like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. I say that at the end of every single episode of Teb's Talks because these algorithms so greatly favor likes and shares. My friend um, released his EP, Eli Jackson. Go check that out. It's a fantastic EP. Go on Spotify, Eli Jackson, E-L-I-J-A-X-O-N. Also on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere. Everywhere you can get music, he's there. Eli Jackson. He released his EP, but when he was releasing his singles... He was looking a lot at like what kept the algorithm promoting his stuff. 
and so much of it was based on how many people i think it was i think for spotify it's um like i think it's saving it i think your save rate on spotify but you can also like songs anyway once that got below a certain a certain a certain threshold the algorithm just stopped promoting it and he's like yeah the second it got below that it just stopped like stopped dead in its tracks didn't have any more momentum so thinking back on that thinking about hey i watched this youtuber and every youtuber does it they say hey if you like the video go ahead and like it share it and i say it too and i'm like if i'm asking all these people that listen to my podcast to like favorite share follow rate the podcast whatever you do on your respective platform why am i not also liking other content it's a super simple thing for me to do one and two like it, it doesn't harm me if I got any sort of enjoyment or if I want to support this creator why don't I like them now when my son my when my friend released his EP I went ahead and liked it on Spotify all the all the songs on the EP I went to YouTube liked every single one on YouTube as well just to show my support just because I know it matters so much for the algorithm part of me is like oh well I'm watching people where the algorithm's already promoting them so much and they're already having so much success what is my like gonna different anything but my friend who just released his ep every single like really matters because he's just starting out he's just trying to get off the ground (coughs) for me anybody that you know likes favorites shares follows rates the podcast whatever they do on their respective platform helps me so much because it just helps me get in front of people so i've decided that i'm going to be a little more liberal in hitting the like button on various platforms and social medias just because it's a super easy way to promote that content. And one, I, I'll see content similar to that. If I like things, I see content similar to it. Um, which is why my TikTok probably got so messed up is because I wouldn't like anything on TikTok. So just, I guess, find just random things that I spent more time looking into. I've landed in YouTube, not YouTube, in Utah TikTok. Because anything related to Utah, I always am like, ooh, you know, what are people saying about Utah? I'm from Utah. I like Utah. Do I understand this reference to Utah? X, Y, Z. So I tend to watch and stay on those videos longer than other ones, which is why they constantly get recommended to me. But there are other things where it's like, I would rather be watching this content because it's funnier. But it's like, I watch it, I laugh, I move on. I don't do as deep of investigation. So maybe I should like those more. So they show up on my timeline more. I just set up my YouTube music account because previously I was using Spotify and I don't know. I feel like there are so many different music platforms that whatever. So I was just setting up YouTube music so I could go and like Eli Jackson's EP on YouTube music. And it was, it was saying, Hey, tell us what artists you like. So we can kind of curate what music you're going to get recommended. And part of me almost skipped it. But then I sat there and I was like, no, if I actually end up do using YouTube music and turn it on like the radio feature where it's just giving me random songs and ads intermittent within there, I'm actually going to set this up so I'm going to get songs I like and not sit here and wade through a bunch of stuff I don't like until the algorithm eventually, I'm just going to help out that process. Now, algorithms and social medias are so much on data, like it's all data driven, you know, just because you're not paying for it means you're like the product and your information your data is the product so it can get in front of advertisers i understand at the bottom line it's all about more interaction and getting more advertisers in front of you and getting you to use the platform more but 
I don't think my personal habits on YouTube, I've been use, using YouTube for years and years and years and years. I've seen it evolve and iterate. I use YouTube exactly how I've been using it for years. I'm just going to throw a like out there, here and there. Just my little way to help out. My friend releases EP, you know for sure I'm going and liking every single song on Spotify and YouTube Music. Plus, like, it makes me feel a little better, I guess. It, it makes me feel like I'm doing something positive or just helping someone out. Just the littlest thing doesn't mean anything. Out of thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of likes, mine doesn't make much of a difference. But to my friend who just barely released it, who's trying to get his EP off the ground, it means so much more. So yeah, I I, I for sure am going to support my friend and anything he releases, I'm going to I'm gonna go and like and favorite and share it. But these big YouTubers that already have the algorithm going in their favor, I'll like it anyway. Just tossing out my like, tossing out my thumbs up, tossing out my heart on whatever piece of work there is. Just the little thing I can do makes me feel a little better. Like I'm helping somebody out in just the tiniest, littlest, simplest way. I don't know. I, I've gotten to a point where there have been videos and I've been like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to like that just to show, hey, I like this. Tiny little things that help out. That feels good. One thing I do miss, and I understand why it's this way, or I understand why it changed, but I miss on YouTube having five stars, like being able to rate it five stars, being able to rate it one star. I think in concept... The rating system in terms of five stars conceptually is a fantastic idea because I can give a more accurate detail of, oh, yes, I thought this was three stars. I thought this was five stars. I thought this was one star. Overall, people think it's 3.5 stars. Sure, that gives you a more granular view of how people liked it. But the downside is, and you still see it with Amazon. Do you ever consider buying a three-star product? No, you only go to the five-star product or the four-star product. If you're looking on Amazon, you see something's three stars, you're like, ugh, ugh, nope, no thanks. It's like anything below four stars is just, might as well be zero. Might as well have gotten a zero out of five. That's that's how we just conceptually view a star rating like that. And so what ends up happening is you get bots that go in and just artificially inflate five-star reviews or... You get something that got a couple five-star reviews, though it may not be the best product. And because more people buy it and they just kind of want to be nice, it gives them five stars. It, it's weird. Like you only ever go to the five-star product, but that's because you're like, oh, all these other people rated so great, but this one has kind of mixed reviews. What am I going to go with? When it's just a simple like or dislike, I would imagine anybody that is going to rate it above 2.5 stars out of five in general, that's a like. So now, instead of having this sway of, okay, well, this one, a lot of people would have given two or three stars, and this one, a few people would have given four or five stars. Now it's like, hey, all of those end up being a like, and at that point, it just comes sheer numbers. You know, if you see something with 5,000 likes versus something with 500 likes, you're going to assume the 5,000 liked thing is better same with amazon reviews it's still the same you know five stars five thousand comments although i almost trust something that's like fourth stars and maybe 300 reviews than something that's five stars and five thousand to me i'm like okay five stars and five thousand 
that doesn't seem quite accurate. But if it's a, if it's like a lower number, I'm like, okay, this seems a little more legitimate. You know, this seems like it's a little more genuine interaction. It's kind of weird how psychology, at least for me, works that way. Then again, oftentimes I'm just going for whatever has the cheapest price and looks like a decent quality product that doesn't have awful reviews. I'll go through and I'll read comments on certain things just to kind of make sure. And more often than not, I'm going to like websites that I feel like do quality reviews of things and seeing what they have to say rather than the commenters on Amazon. Because how many times do you get a comment on Amazon that was like it was ruined in shipping? And it's like, that's nothing against the product. That's whoever shipped it is a butthead and completely ruined it in shipping. I digress. Either way, it's it's interesting how YouTube used to be out of five stars. Now it's just likes and dislikes. And that had to have come from so much market research that I don't fully understand. That had to come from a lot of decisions, a lot of discussion, a lot, a lot, a lot of data that made them realize, hey, if we go straight to just a like and dislike system, that has people engage with our content more. YouTube wouldn't do that. YouTube would, if if five stars, if a five star rating system benefited YouTube more than the like dislike button, then you know 100% for sure Google, which owns YouTube, would have it out of five stars and they'd get more interaction metrics. You know that would happen. But I wonder... For somebody, because I'm not like big enough on any platform where my analytics would be able to show, oh, you know, this YouTube video got this many likes versus this YouTube video. I would want to ask somebody that is in a place where those analytics serve them a little more. You know, my analytics, the main thing I'm going for is did people see my content? Interaction beyond that is a little beyond the scope of where my, my products are. So it's just more so, hey, did somebody watch this YouTube video? Did somebody view my Twitch stream? Did somebody listen to my podcast? Right? Those are the main things I'm going for. So I'd, I'd be interested to be like, hey, when you're looking at your analytics and you're looking at your like to dislike ratio or did this video get more likes than that video, do you think it's more useful that you have it just plain like to dislike or do you think it would be more valuable if the rating system was this out of 10, you know, out of five stars. Because I could see how, as a content creator, it'd be interesting to see, oh, this piece of content only got four out of five stars, while this one got 4.5 out of five stars. Or this one only got three out of five, while this one got four out of five. That sort of thing. Or is that just like too much data that's harder to conceptualize because likes and dislikes are just two simple numbers you can easily digest that maybe one has less interaction but higher ratings and another one has more interaction but lower ratings you see you see what i'm saying does it become there's just too much data out there that it muddies everything and it's hard to really grasp exactly what's going on and a like dislike ratio is just very easy to say this one got more likes this one got less likes or this one had a you know 9 out of 10 like to dislike ratio while this one had a when brass tacks come to it you know a 9.999 out of 10 like to dislike ratio i guess i guess when you have the like to dislike ratio you can kind of extrapolate those details something like instagram doesn't have a dislike something like tiktok doesn't have a dislike so there you are wholly going off of just the likes that's interesting 
I would love to see a little more research and talk to people that are actually like on these multiple platforms that have likes versus dislikes versus maybe five stars and see, you know, what data they find beneficial. And then it'd be really interesting to go to, I mean, at this point, social media platforms don't know how their algorithms work anymore, but go to them and be like, Hey, why did you switch YouTube from a five star to a like to dislike? Hey, when you were creating TikTok, why is it just simply likes? Or when you're creating Instagram, why don't you have dislikes? Those types of things. I saw on Reddit, or I forgot where exactly I saw it. I think it was Reddit. Or the discussion was around Reddit. And they were considering, or no, 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 the discussion was like Reddit, YouTube as a whole. Because Reddit and YouTube have both a like and a dislike. Where something like Twitter only has a like button. And so the discussion was getting rid of the dislike button on social media platforms and I was kind of in the camp like yeah I'm not a huge fan of the dislike button because you know you might produce some content that you feel like you worked decently well at and then somebody just comes along and dislikes it and I'm like if you didn't like it just don't interact with it is my thing but the best argument I saw was a dislike button allows the consumers to stamp out and silence and monitor trolls essentially and say hey this is obviously very negative towards the overall discussion we need to suppress this because it's making everybody's experience worse now that does come where you can like quote unquote cancel people or a hive mind can just suppress people they don't agree with that's the downside but there is an upside where If you have a rational group of people, they can kind of police, hey, this is content that we do not accept or is not positive to the overall experience of all of us as a whole. So I do think that a dislike button does have merit because on Reddit, if a post gets a certain threshold of dislikes, it becomes hidden and you can still click on it and see what it says, but And then if it gets a certain amount beyond that, it gets removed, yada, yada, yada. It's a more effective, more immediate, kind of more drastic way to ensure that quality stuff actually does rise to the top and low quality stuff or stuff that's blatantly bad towards the overall experience gets suppressed. Pros and cons. Again, I'm not one that's researching all this data I wouldn't even begin to understand how all of this market research begins to work. I'm just a curious guy. I tend not to dislike things. You know, I'm getting in the habit of liking things more on social media, but say YouTube or Reddit, I'm not one that really dislikes it. Unless I know for 100% it's somebody trolling or really trying to stir up anger or hatred or controversy. I've disliked a few things. On Reddit, I've liked a far greater number of things, but I've disliked a few things. And I think I'm going to stay keep that way. There are some people where every single post they interact with, they either like it or dislike it. I don't think I'm going to get to that degree, but I'm going to interact with the media I consume a little more. And I'm going to like, favorite, sh- like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever I do on my respective platform. Thanks for listening to Teb Stocks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead. And like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Thanks so much for listening. Go ahead. Follow me on Twitter at Pummelhead. 
website, jasontebs.com. Uh, streaming, I'm hoping to stream tonight. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Pummelhead. YouTube, Pummelhead. Uh, <clears throat> I think you can also kind of Google my name and find all of it. Jason Tebbs. But that's been Tebbs Talk CPMU's this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Peace out.